You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live This Week, featuring news and commentary on This Week in Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live this week, Dario Kristen. In drag! Yes, Dario's in drag, and it's me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Black Hollywood Live. You are here at This Week, and joining me in the studio this week is the lovely Camila over from Fashion 411. What's up, girl? What's up, what's up, what's up? And we got DJ Jesse J in the building. What's up, y'all? Hey, boo. And I'm your host, Courtney Stewart. We got so much to talk about this week, guys. So much to talk about. So much going on. The Oscars were announced this week, and we ain't going to talk about it because this is Black Hollywood Live, and it ain't nothing black about the Oscars this week, so we're going to move on from that. But what we are going to talk about is the buzzing media question from last week because we had some serious, intense conversation with a whole lot. Last week, it was all testosterone up in here except oh, me. Yes. What happened? Camilla, it was all men's. They were fine men's, but oh. it was all men's. <laughs> mm, they were going in on the future of Sierra. Future versus Sierra. We talked about it last week. As Most of y'all, you know, do you know the story about yes. future Sierra? Okay, so whose team were you on at the end of that i mean i'm all i'm i always try to go for the women but mm-hmm. i feel future but at the same time you mm-hmm. popping syrup and doing all this other stuff so it's like and popping babies up and out popping babies out of everybody but i feel like also sierra knew what she was getting herself into when she true had that, true that true that put true that, that you know thing on the thing you know but i think one of our youtube commenters actually i'm sorry i don't have the name with me brought up the fact that these women know what they're getting into with these dudes and they yeah. are at fault but so buzzing media question from last week was who do you side with future or sierra 64% of y'all said Sierra. Sierra. Yep. I mean, I, I feel that. I, I would think most people. It wasn't a land landslide. Right. You know, that's still 36% that. I'm actually with surprised future. 36 actually sided with Future. I, I, you thought it's it was probably all the guys. Well, I was surprised because in the studio last week, everybody was on Future Team. Really? Yeah. Except me. I'm, not, I'm Team C. Well, I mean, you, you kind of were like vacillating in the middle. Because I <laughs> Because here's the thing. We what all would really bother me? Yeah, what would really bother me is if Future really is just trying to have this relationship with his son. It's hard for me to fully go there with Future and believe that. But the thing I is, you ain't to. even around your other kids. So why is it so you know, big to like, be around Future, baby Future? Because it's in the news. Because it's in the news. And he's got an album coming out. But whatever. <laughs> I'm obviously Team Sierra, but good yeah, luck to all of them because I think it is, in the end, all a hot mess. Um, so this week's Buzz Meter question, we're doing another team mm. situation. Like, whose side are you on, guys? Are you Team Farrah or Team Nicki Minaj? Ding, we're going to talk ding. about that in a little while. And first up, we're going to talk with whatever Jesse got going on. What happened with you in your stories this week? Well, girl, so, you know, we was going to talk about the Oscars, and that's who we everyone were going needs to. to be mad about. But we boycotting talking about the Oscars, but we going to talk about it, but we boycotting talking about it. <laughs> but everyone mad at Sylvester Sloan. So the Golden Globe, shout out to Denzel, yes. shout out to Taraji, shout out to Lady Gaga, you wouldn't even got one. Yes. And shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he won, Leonardo he's been wanting for a while, so, you, you know, know, he deserved it. Um... But there was kind of a little bit of negative buzz afterwards uh, towards Sylvester Stallone, who won for the, his role in uh, Creed. Yes. Mm-hmm. He went up on stage, very happy. I kind of felt like, though, when he won the award... So basically, he 
thanked everyone except for the director of the movie yes. and the star of the movie, that who both happen to be black, yes. uh, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are kind of saying, you know, is that shade? Is right. there a little bit of racist shaded in there? And I don't know. So I we, I saw the video. I saw it. Apparently, he came out afterwards during the commercial break and thanked them because he had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Wendy Williams. She was like, that don't count, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make it on the live broadcast. Which is right. true. But, um, you know, I, he apologized for it. Uh, but the funnier clip was... I was watching TMZ and Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh God, what did he say? Oh, First no. of all, no, he, he is cuckoo, um, drunk. <laughs> oh no, TMZ. He looked, no, you know what? I'm trying to be more positive. He looked like he was having a great, great time. time. He was enjoying himself. Yes, hanging out the car and everything. Oh, um, Lord. oh. but so <laughs> the TMZ person had asked him about if he thought there was anything shady about Sylvester. Now, Cuba's worrying about what car he's getting into. Got into the wrong car. Oh, oh Lord. He was definitely Didn't drunk. Didn't answer the TMZ guy. Gets out the car, then gets back in his right car. About five, six minutes later, processed the question <laughs> and said, y'all better leave Sylvester alone. He was like, I love black people. He was like, but don't get mad at somebody, you know, who got Alzheimer's. Oh, no. Did he, he have Alzheimer's? I, I don't I haven't heard that. think so. I haven't heard but, that. But I mean, like... Isn't he like but maybe, does boxing and stuff like well, that? Well, maybe he like was just it's referring amazing. to like forgetfulness right. as all time was like nah. Well, sometimes legit. you do forget. You know, maybe he yeah. did, but coincidentally, it was two of the black people. Yeah. So of course, you know, I'm not gonna world. lie. Like watching it because I was watching it mm-hmm. while it happened, and as soon as it happened, and he walked off stage, I was like. Oh, Sly, you forgot the Negroes. Because, like, oh. and I thought of it, cause, and, I, and I knew it was going to be a thing, even though I personally, I don't think it was anything on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he was reading off a paper, right. so you're like, oh, you actually didn't write them down. Like, you win an award, you're surprised. He played Rocky for 40 years. Like, he yeah. didn't know that he would win at all, so he was probably shocked and all that energy. Like, you forget. So I get it. But, yeah, I definitely had that black girl like, mm, <laughs> like they gonna oh, come for him. But did you they die? Coming. Because I was, as I'm watching it, he keeps saying, like, you think he's going to end, but then he says, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and you're like, okay. You're like, you go okay. get there. But no. most importantly, and you're like, here it comes. No, I want to thank my happen. invisible friend, Rocky. And yeah. he's like, <laughs> he did say my best friend. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. He, you know, he's an older man. And, you know, he you said know. he said the last time he had been there was 1970. Yeah, when it yeah, was the first so, Rocky movie. And I like, felt like he was talking as if it was then. Yeah. And... So let's just leave him alone. And if you know Ro- Sylvester Stallone's story, period, I don't really think he's the type of person to, to go out there yeah. and shake because he's been through a lot and his story is actually remarkable. Remarkable. So, but moving on from that, <laughs> That's it was comical though to me. Uh, you know, us black people, we'd be like, uh uh-uh, uh, you didn't say our name. <laughs> and I knew it. Uh uh-uh, uh, Craig, uh uh-uh. uh. And as soon as you refreshed on Twitter, <laughs> yes. there it was. Oh, so he ain't got the word. You right. ain't talking about because you won because the black people helped right. you. Like, it's just ridiculous. It gets, yeah, know? I guess it goes there. You know, it was funny. My people, my people. <sighs> love y'all, though. Love y'all. We're going to have to write our notes on our hands. Because it was kind of bogus yeah. that it was the two black folks right. that didn't get, you know, whatever. Yeah. The two real important people of the film. No, real important film. But those are the ones you forget. Like, when they forget to thank their wives and that kind of thing. It's like the yeah. person's close to you, you often forget. So. And he seemed like he was more focused on his wife and family. And his family, yeah. Um, okay, so speaking about wife and family. Mm-hmm. Michael J. White. He's so cute sometimes. Uh, Michael J. White? I think hell he, yeah. Oh, he. It's just physical because he's so the like. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think he's a little small, like. A little shorty me, guy. But yeah. Shorty do For me, but you know. Well, he done wrote a whole post, y'all. He's a good dude. He sure oh, And um, when I saw the title for the post, Uh-oh. I was like, oh, God, what are you doing? 
you know, because the whole Bill Cosby situation is going. But as I read it, snaps to Michael J. White because he was speaking the, the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically came out to say this. I'm just going to read a little caption. Um, basically talking about infidelities and in the, uh, just the world, but he was mostly focusing on black men and how he said, I'm a black man who's disturbed by the fact that we can have infidelity in our lives and it not be a big deal. It's like society is saying being faithful is above black men and below whites. Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson, Cosby, the list goes on. Cosby stopped being a hero to me as soon as I learned he was a living he was living a lie as a faithful man, period. Lesson is, power should not go unchecked, and he could have been man enough not to embarrass his family. Funny thing is, I'll bet Fat Albert, Theo, or any of the Cosby kids have had episodes about the virtues of being truthful, and that hiding the truth comes at the liar's expense. Hmm. So... I don't know. I agree with what he's saying. Uh, I mean, you know, I love me some Bill Cosby, but I think it's just across the board, and I think it's just important, not just for Bill Cosby, but just across the board in Hollywood. Like, it's ridiculous that we put... We allow situations to happen and we put it on a pedestal and we talk about it and we run it through the media and it's almost like okay we ran it through the media we're done and we still we accept it we we allow these people to remain icons in our lives i mean what do you guys think well with bill cosby's situation i feel like he hasn't been um convicted yet so i think by him not even being convicted they're just going off of he say she say and they don't have any true like facts yet but he's not saying about the rape he's saying just because right. it is known that bill cosby cheated on his, his wife. wife okay so right he's saying just but everybody in general in hollywood let's just say is cheating on their wives but is that a good enough excuse <laughs> it's not a good enough excuse Th- that's where I, you know, well i'd like to know michael's truth though you know? i mean but, but michael i'm sure he's cheating too so it's oh. like it's sad that we're it's, in a world where we have to think like that, though. Well, my thing is, like, I just feel like people put other people down, and it's like, you're probably doing the same thing mm-hmm. in situations, and I feel like, yeah, people shouldn't be put on a pedestal and then, like, you know, still be seen as an iconic person, but at the end of the day, just because you cheated, you should be taken, you know, with what your worth and what your value is of, like, the, you know, the acting skills that you have because yes. of, just because you cheated, mm. you know? Yeah, and I, for me, okay, so we're, make sure y'all know, we're taking <laughs> the whole rape thing out of this conversation right now but in terms of virtues and what is valued by certain people and whatnot and the other and how he said that you know bill cosby's a cheater and that alone is you know what takes it out for me at least if he is cheating that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with his wife exactly and that to me like sexual and your romantic relationship if you're accepting that then mm-hmm. and you love it then I love it too that's none of my business and that is not a commentary to me on your art as work per right. se um, so I kind of take a little bit of an issue with that like do I believe as a society that we like are fine with you know promiscuity and over sexualizing mm-hmm. everything absolutely but in terms of adult and a monogamous relationship they get to define that however mm-hmm. they want and it's not for me to judge one way or here or the other watching him on television it's he's totally cheating on his right? wife if he's cheating on his wife and it's very clear that she's known about it right. and has been fine with it then who am i to say anything like that's what you want in your life fine i don't <laughs> want that in mine right <laughs> but that's on you and that's not what i'm going to teach my kids is something to value and be valued um so i i think it's something to look at but to determine that we somehow 
don't have the same value for their work because they've made choices in their personal, personal life. romantic lives that are accepted by the person they're in a romantic situation. It's one thing when you like, if you he was having sex and giving HIV to everybody and didn't tell nobody right. that he had HIV. That's a different thing to me than being in a relationship with somebody who has determined that they accept that you are out here doing, are out here doing mm-hmm. the dirt. and Because then it be- doesn't become dirt because that's an honest like decision Shane. between the two <laughs> of them of what's valuable. And what's valuable to them is just to still be together as a facade of a strong couple with nothing else going on and then whatever. So I don't get to determine that. What but, did you think about the cheating? Uh, it's above uh, black men but below white men ex- as accepted. I don't really understand what he means yeah, me by either. that. I, I mean, I was trying to, I mean, I'm really kind of reaching, but what I'm thinking he's meaning by it is like, if in Hollywood we find out that, uh, you know, a white man is out here cheating on his wife, it's kind of looked at like, oh, that's bad, but we'll still accept him in movies where he's saying, you know, these people get dragged. And yeah. I mean, if that's the apart. interpretation, then I would go with that based on I mean, and I'm reaching. Yeah, Because as I'm reading it, it was like, it was a lot. And, yeah, you know, that's a lot. And as I'm reading it, I can understand his frustration in the moment and posting it. But this is what I'm saying, people. Be careful what you post on Facebook because it could have been in the moment and in the heat. and Or make sure you know what you're fully talking about but I mean and maybe he thought he it's a conversation expressed. it's a conversation to have that I'm happy that he is and I think it. I don't know if he was also sort of speaking to the idea which is the hypersexualization of black people and black men in general like there's a certain whether it's talking about athletes and whatever mm-hmm. we in this country culturally we kind of think that that is acceptable because it's going to happen kind mm-hmm. of thing right. and maybe that's what he means but I don't know how that makes the white men below it or above it. Yeah, he kind of lost me. Yeah. I don't get it. That. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, he's talking and he's trying to spit some positivity, I guess. In maybe he has of, a new movie coming. Well, let's just hope we don't find <laughs> out that you cheated, Michael well, J. Well, maybe he did at some point and he's like come to, had his come to Jesusness and be like, yo, I don't want to be that no more. I don't have to be like a slave to that. Well, my, the funny thing is, is that you're preaching this, but your characters. <laughs> Typically tend to be the player roles, yeah, but but then again, you can't judge, that's, based and that's off also of, telling stories, like because no, what you fit yeah. in as an ability to tell a story, mm-hmm. like does that person not get to have their story told because it's a negative character? Like no, because they're not all good people or all <laughs> yeah faithful people in the world. So yeah. he just happens to be very suited to playing non faithful people mm-hmm. all the time. Boom. I don't know. Well, Good luck. I don't know, but <laughs> moving on from all that, moving make sure you guys check it. out our sister site, AfterBuzz TV. Uh, it's a, we, whatever your favorite TV show is. As soon as it's over, we're over there talking about it. Uh, we do Zoe Ever After. Oh Real yeah, Housewives Zoe Ever After. Atlanta. We do. We're everywhere. I mean, whatever guys. the show is, we do it. We cover it, even if it's Team Mom. Which, by the way, have y'all heard about the Team Mom? Oh, drama? I have. Well, I was trying to get the juice from Courtney. Yeah, so girl, Courtney, run well, that to me, please. Well, Jesse, you give y'all. us the basic details. So, the, basically, what happened was what was happened. Nicki Minaj was you know sitting at home mm-hmm. eating some strawberries, yes. chocolate dipped strawberries. She was drinking some mixed Moscato. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just smoking a blunt. She's just chilling, laid back, laid back. She's going through TV, and all of a sudden, she decided to watch a rerun of Teen Mom, mm-hmm. which apparently Courtney was watching. At the same time. I'm pretty sure she was oh, watching snaps. the same one I was watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, as she's watching this, and if you watch After Buzz TV, we do it a lot, too. Yes. We talk about the show on yes. Twitter. So, Nikki felt like joining the Twitter universe while watching this. Mm-hmm. And she came out to say, Farah is a cunt to her mother. Which, 
If you've seen the show, she is pretty mean to her mother since season one. And it's been seven years now, I think, since the original Teen Mom with them. And yeah, it ain't changed, y'all. It ain't changed. She like twenty five now. It's the same. Um, She's twenty five. Oh, because she was like that. She was like sixteen, seventeen. So yeah. Nikki then went on to say, "Go do porn and leave Grammy alone." Don't drag mom, uh, because Tara, uh, Farrah had replied back to her um, with, you know, uplift women or something like that, and then she spelt your, Y-O-R. Yeah. Um, and Nikki said, don't drag mom, learn the difference between your and your. She came out to say, she was, Nikki said, uh, you help your, uh, your mother helps you out so much, uh, why don't you do something nice for her? She said, I help my mom, she doesn't help me. I've seen the show. Well, I've seen the show money, financial that. Yes, financially, there's some truth to that. <laughs> but you couldn't have got to this place without your mother. Yeah, but that episode, assuming me and Nikki was watching the same rerun at the same time. Was well, it season from this season? It's, or like it's the one away? that just started oh, okay. this year. Oh, it, really? it started like a week ago. And in the first episode, Fair has to go abroad to mm-hmm. do something. And she's asking her mom if she will stay with the daughter in her home to watch her for a month mm-hmm. and the mom's like month? excited it's a month it's oh. a month it's four <laughs> months like, damn it's four months and so but the mom was like yeah yeah you know I can do that whatever but then Farrah like sits down and like goes through this whole thing like and when you're using the washing machine I know how you like to just throw two things in there but you can't be using the soap like that and her mom is like I can buy more soap no mom I'm saying like you can't do the soap like that over soap like it was just dumb shit like she is so extra her mom really and I feel bad because I know they don't have a great relationship and her mom is definitely not all the way on her rocker and hasn't mm-hmm. always been on her rocker so they've definitely had some conflict but watching it you were just like girl why are you yelling at your mama like this still at 25 over some soap <laughs> like they because just because look at her life though. so hostile so but hostile this is the second time that's, that she's talked about leaving the child, wasn't it? Because I remember when she was going to move to Florida. Well, she's done a few things. Yeah, she moved to Florida and like left her mom with her mom for like a little while to like set four up. Four months. I don't I know if say it was, was a couple months, long, but I would be. Uh, I don't. And remember. I remember a lot of people being upset over it. Yeah. But so it went on. So then Farrah came out to say, "Honey, I slay. I have no time to watch reruns. I'm making TV." Yeah. So she was trying to come for Nikki. Like and I'm working and you're doing nothing. Well, some people me. feel like she did come so, and slay because. She, she, I mean, it's almost like pot calling the kettle black because she did come out to say, girl, your music looks like porn. Like, <laughs> don't worry about what I'm doing. Stop watching reruns. Um, but the final... <laughs> I bet she's like, whatever, go on. Which, okay, I give that this one. But then here's what really bothered me is then Farrah went the extra mile and had her daughter make a video exactly. about Nikki that said, Nicki Minaj is a Luther. And now you got the child involved, and that's gross. It's disgusting. And from what I saw, Nikki hasn't responded. I hope at that point Nikki was like, that's disgusting, yeah. and ends it. That, that's how, because see, that's what, to me, that ended up showing who Farrah really is, is right. and why Nikki was calling her out. And I don't think Nikki was necessarily, well, she was calling her out, but she was like us, us watching like the show. Like person watching and the show. And shooting about it. I don't you're think mad. it was like, you're, you know what I'm saying? So I just, whatever. That's why I ended up on Team Nikki, only because I watched it, and I was like, this bitch is still talking to her mama like, her mama is a piece of dirt. And I know you go through it with your family and your friends, but if your mom is still in your life to the point where you want her to be watching your child, 
you need to not be talking to her like that on national television. Because I know if I were talking to my mama like that, and I'm 35 or 40, she gonna smack the beep out of me. And you're talking about (laughs) your mom watching the damn kid. Yeah. Who cares how much shows? Thank you, mom, for watching my child so I can go do what I'm doing. But in her mind, she's now working and she's like help her mom with like plastic surgery at some point, I think, and like all kinds of stuff like that. So they have a weird relationship. I give her credit for that. They just need to go to counseling. Yeah. Well, they've been in that too. They've aired that and it didn't work out oh, really? so well. But Farrah talks like that to everybody. The boyfriend that was in that episode that like she broke up with and he was like <laughs> trying to talk to, like she yelled at him about some nonsense too. She's probably just a very control freak. She's very when I met her in Toronto, she was very controlling with her manager and everybody. Yeah. You know, she was. You could tell, but I was like, girl, look, keep that over there. Girl. <laughs> you try me, you gonna be, you gonna. Just- I'm just like, girl, you came. She did an interview over at after, actually at AfterBuzz, mm-hmm. uh, Spotlight on, and she brought in a mold of her vagina. Well, that's her toy. It's her, she sells oh, her, her toy for her pornos. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, that's girl. how she makes her money and takes care of her baby. Good luck, Farrah. Mm-hmm. Bye, Nikki. Well, that's a hot damn Y'all, mess. Y'all vote in our buzzer meter <laughs> and let us know what you think. And check out Team Mom OG on MTV on someday. I don't think I don't know what day it comes on because I always get it on the rewind. Keep tweeting, Nikki. Keep tweeting, Nikki. Um, in addition to the, some wild <laughs> Farrah news, we got some new love budding in this world. So, y'all. Yes, I'm done. Go, Patty. Go, All right, Patty. y'all. So Patty Labelle, y'all. She <laughs> she just the Patty Bell got a new new new. CD or something coming out. She about to drop some music. I mean, she, no, got, she, the she got the pie. She got cakes coming out because she was dealing with the dude and now y'all is done leaked the haboo because she been messing around with somebody for a year now. Well, her, clearly a her little. pies then got her some okay. action. <laughs> her, her monkey pie. That sugar was real sweet, y'all, because... Miss Patty LaBelle, who is 71 years old, is knocking down her drama, y'all. And his name is Eric Seats, and he is 41 years old. Mm. Do the math, do the math. 30 years, honey, 30 years. She is 30 years older, and he is drumming on him some He is dr- waxing her tail off. He is leg up. just in there like, <laughs> <laughs> Sounding like, what's his name? Right. Only you do. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> They said she'd been trying to keep it on the low low and didn't want nobody to know, but people been finding out. But it's been going on for a little over a year now. And uh, there you go. I mean, these older women are definitely dating these younger guys. We because... know who's been tasting the pie. Girl, or the I inspiration mean, for the icing. The right. <laughs> Nasty. But keep it. I mean, if, hey, I, if I can still okay. get it like that, I might at be 71. like that too. <laughs> If I'm still single. 71, girl, yes. They get yours. I mean, if you're getting it at 71 at all, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I always thought that you're not supposed to be getting it you're at 71. To. Well, I, in my you eyes. Why? Mm-hmm. You gonna hurt yourself? No, I just feel like. You worried you ain't got a vagina no more? No, I just always thought that when you get that older, you like. <laughs> don't care. Don't care, you know, to have sex. I girl, felt like that Have you ever too. been around an old folks' no, house? Yeah, like that changed my they mind. They be well, getting it in. Maybe because I'm around my grandmother and she's so like nonchalant. So like, she's like, ugh, so independent. So yeah. I'm like, I always think to myself like, damn, well, granny. That's why she independent. She might get home and she ain't telling you. I'll bring her a toy because home one so, day and see. <laughs> <laughs> she might not like toys. She might like the real thing. You said bring her a patty cake. 
Patty cake, patty cake. Patty about to go in a new line. Oh, (laughs) yeah, she is. Well, speaking of Patty's new line of cakes, yo, we need y'all to give us some ratings. Like y'all was giving them patty pies over the holidays. We need you to go over to iTunes and help us out. Make sure you download us on iTunes. Give us ratings, comments. Let us know how we're doing. We need to get our game up on iTunes, y'all. So even if you're watching us here on YouTube, we love you. We appreciate you. Subscribe and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. But also go over to iTunes and download us. Check us out there and give us some information. Please. Bling. All right. So we're going to move on to some of our more serious topics for the week. Okay. We're going to get real right now. So in the news. Let me adjust my. In the news. (laughs) Talking about the news now. We're talking about politics. So we got our Republican representative, Mr. Sean Duffy, was making headlines this week. He was giving a, an address to the um, Congressional Black Caucus, and he was talking about abortion and abortion in black communities. And uh, so basically, he started out his speech. It was very, very impassioned, very, very impassioned. And those of y'all that don't know, remember Sean Duffy? He was on Real World back yeah. in the day. And he married the <laughs> no, little girl Rachel not. from Real World yeah. San Francisco. And they've been living in Wisconsin making like 50 babies for like the last just 10, happy. 15 years. Oh, no. Just happy. And he's been in Congress for a while. And she's just making babies and shows up on The View every once in a while. <laughs> and, you know. They're doing the damn thing the old American way. Surviving. You know? So he's uh, given an, an address to the Congressional Black Caucus. And he, it was about a four-minute speech, I believe, on YouTube. You guys can check it out on YouTube. You really should check it out on YouTube because it's kind of interesting to watch. But um, so he starts out very passionately talking about, like, how y'all really believe in Black Lives Matter and young boys and you're complaining about the police brutality and the kids being killed in the streets. And he goes on to say, quote, my liberal friends. I'm sorry. I'm judgy. I'm totally judging him right now. He says, my liberal friends, congressional black caucus members, talk about fighting for the defenseless, the hopeless, and the downtrodden. But there is no one more hopeless and voiceless than an unborn baby. But their silence is deafening. I can't hear them. Where are they standing up for their communities, advocating and fighting for their right to life? He went on and said much more stuff because he's obviously he's pro-life and he's like, you know, he spouted off lots of statistics about black women being um, giving basically more having more abortions in New York than having live births, Um, that the percentages across the country, like the percentage of black women having abortions. He said, I think he said like 45 percent. It was an inaccurate percentage, but we all know that statistics get skewed and change, whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, and he was basically saying that. Y'all worried about, you know, shooting the kids in the street, but you ain't worried about uh, abortion. So some people got offended. Mind you, he's speaking to the Congressional (laughs) Black Caucus. So he is white-splaining the issue of, he's basically saying that the abortion um, world is targeting the black community, which a lot of people do believe, but he came at it by sort of chastising the Black Caucus for not for worrying about Black Lives Matter and shooting the kids in the street, but not worrying about abortion. And it just came off kind of negative to black people because it's a white dude telling them what they need to do. And uh, Representative Gwen Moore was super offended. And she went on to say that after nearly 30 years of 
public office, working in public office, not much surprises me anymore. So you can imagine my lack of astonishment when my dear friend and colleague from Wisconsin, Sean Duffy, rolled out abortion statistics among African-American women to lecture black legislators like me about defending the welfare of our constituents. I don't expect Representative Duffy to understand why his comments were so offensive, nor do I anticipate him apologizing for them when he and so many of his Republican colleagues fail to understand is the underlying context behind high abortion rates in African-American communities. And she goes on to explain, like, it's obviously a bigger story than just about abortion, and he's not going to apologize, but they, like, want to run a... um, the Congressional Black Caucus wants to, like, do a privilege resolution to, like, publicly chastise him, which is something they can do in Congress to, like, make it a big deal that he said all this because they were so offended. And, yeah, so then it was all over the internets and everybody was really upset with him. But he is definitely not backing down. And as of Tuesday, he basically said he stands by his comments. And he said that them wanting to do that privilege resolution to sort of publicly chastise him is just talk and a distraction. Oh my and he was the one that suffered a character attack. Girl, bye. Sorry, that was a really long explanation, but there was a lot there. And there yeah. was like 8 million other things that I didn't read. It's but almost yeah. like you don't even want to break it down. I was just going to say, like, I can't with people that have those type of views. <laughs> like, I just, no. Like, it doesn't even, it doesn't compare. You know what I mean? P- people shooting innocent black it's kids. It's the same conversation. But it's it almost, it, it, you almost, if you want to get them to understand it, you could almost tie it into that because it gets to the point of, Okay, why is this happening? Why are these numbers happening? Mm-hmm. What um, programs in these areas are are being put out there to help people in these types of situations? You know, why are why are they having abortions? Are people just out here fucking being like, yeah, no, nah, I don't yeah, want people this are no out here. Just yeah. I mean, they, well, <laughs> no, seriously, they are, they are, and I think, <laughs> but that's a colorless, yeah, situation. yeah, that's a colorless situation. Situation. So to sit here and point that out, so maybe if now we're seeing that a number of a specific group is happening, I mean, I, you could do that with the, I mean, with the Native American uh, group, but there's such a small, yeah, number that no one even looks at them, and it's I'm only bringing that up because one of my friends had posted. In almost a, a conversation like this, she had basically said, no one gives a fuck about Native Americans. Our people are alcoholics, are un- stuck on heroin, and you know we aren't able to take care of our own because the government basically almost sabotages them. And, and I do... Almost. F- the government well, yeah, sabotage definitely them. sabotaged them. Um, and so I feel like it's the same situation. And for someone like Sean Duffy to sit up here and preach on a box about damn abortion just because you knocking your damn wife up all the time. Mm. Get out there and start a program. Have a con- It's or- funny that right. you bring that up because um, uh, Moore, who I was saying was offended and whatever, and she's actually but from Wisconsin to too. Shout response. out to her for her response. But she also went on... In her response, I can't read all of it, but she definitely said, uh, um, if you're so concerned about it, she was saying, like, this hypocrisy is crazy. Why have you been no part of helping Planned Parenthood, who is committed to actually giving prenatal care? Well, lots of Planned Parenthoods are having issues and funding and all that mess. But she's saying you weren't there to help with getting SNAP programs and WIC programs. And when all these things come up, when these people do keep their children Mm -hmm. but need help and health care and things like that, you aren't on the soapbox talking about how we can make sure that these children are helped taken care care of. of, But you're chastising us about I guess what I meant to say was it's not that people are here having sex but people aren't out here wanting to have an abortion like so it's just for me to sit there and 
it, it just really blows my mind his understanding of this. Yeah, and his insensitivity because I understand like you're pro life and you are super about that, and I, I support you in your pro lifery because mm-hmm. that is a great place to be and a fair place to be if that's what you believe in. My issue is is that when you chastise people in this way, you are not getting your point mm-hmm. across because if your point is that you see a big business and even because he accused basically the Black Caucus of sort of being compliant in uh, or sorry in, complicit in the sort of business way that abortion is being supported and funded in these lower income communities and things like that mm-hmm. and that they aren't able to stand up and really be a block and understand that like this is a systematic situation that mm-hmm. we need to do something about but your point is lost because you've turned it into an attack about something that has is a separate issue like police brutality and kids getting shot in the street it's totally unarmed from is not and, and me not and, and, to, and I think it's wrong personally to say that a woman that chooses to have an abortion is the same as getting shot is, by somebody and, and, and shouldn't care about the person being <laughs> right. shot in the street because you aborted your baby so how could you care about this child That's that was shot in the street like the logic is flawed well let's he was on the railroad but he's been in Congress for like ever. He's been there literally well, for like. Well, you hanging out with the wrong crew. I don't know. They poison in your mind. Well, wow. They upset. He upset a lot of people, but a lot of people were on his team. So of course, of they course, because he's talking about pro life, and that's all people hear. Versus, hey, let's fix a problem. But it's and even see worse where the when you keep from. having kids, and then you have to take care of them. Because that's the thing. Like next week, it'd be like, oh, you got five kids. We not taking right. care of them kids, exactly. and we're so cutting welfare, like, and you need to go get a job and figure out your life. But like. Dude. It's like you you do if you do, you don't. I mean, yeah. you know, you damned if you, if you do, don't. damned if you yeah. don't. All right, speaking of being damned if you do and damned <laughs> if you don't. We all doomed. POTUS gave his last State of the Union speech this week. Did y'all watch it? Mm, part of it. You I watched YouTube clips. I got the end no, of it. No, I didn't watch it. I only got the end of it because I was gone, I but I got to look it up later. In positive news, he got really positive reviews for the speech. Um, apparently, 53% of people that watched the speech had a very positive reaction to the president's speech and another 20% of them had a somewhat positive reaction. Well, so overall, he had like a 70... Because he's always like, they always hate give him hell. They be hating on him. They be hating on him. And the other statistic that was really cool, um, from this was from a pool that CNN did. I think it was like 480 people or something that they polled after watching the speech. But... Um, 68% of those people actually believe from the speech that the country is going in the right direction, which is kind of a big deal because we've yeah. been hearing a lot about everybody saying, oh, it's not going the right way. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what he's doing, blah, 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 blah. Um, just some highlights from the speech. He apologized for maybe not being as, you know, completing as much as he would have liked and as much as he had promised from the beginning and saying that it was very difficult, but he, like, manned up for his responsibility. Like, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to and... That's I tried. It's I really, hard, though. Which was yeah. refreshing. It was very refreshing. Um, he basically spoke to a lot of different things. Um, primarily, he sort of spoke to um, the idea that we feel left out of the system and how he wants people to sort of get back in it. And he actually made a comment saying that maybe if he was more like uh, Roosevelt or Lincoln, he would have been able to do a better job mm. bridging the gap. And between Congress and himself, which I thought was actually kind of profound that he he probably wears that weight pretty heavy that he wasn't that the ostracism is like crazy now and it's worse than it was when he got in. So that's an interesting thought. But in some positive things, one huge thing that he brought up was education. And he's been working on this STEM program for a few years now. That's actually been going pretty well. Um, 
Back in 2011, he called for the recruitment of 100,000 STEM teachers, which is the science, technology, and uh, medical field. And he is halfway complete with that effort. Mm. But in this speech, he talked about wanting to implement computer science into all the curriculums for public schools across the country, which is huge. And there's been a lot of conversation about how that can really happen and how there's like no real certification for teachers to do it and they don't really know how it's going to go down. But he believes that we need to teach our kids how to learn and write code. Otherwise, we're going to be falling behind even further than we already are. So that was a huge initiative that he brought up. And yeah, he also sort of called people out for... um, the shadiness that they're trying to get where people can't vote and changing districts and stuff like that so that one party gets Mm -hmm. the favorable district so that they're voting. It's called gerrymandering, and he wants to reduce the influence of campaign, secret campaign funding, which will also alter how we deal with politics in this country, but it's probably not going to happen. I know. I wish it would. And he brought up the, you know, minimum wage again and wanting stricter gun laws and things like that. That probably won't happen, but overall... He just sort of addressed like four main questions about America's future and how we can ensure it for everyone. And he wanted to harness technological change. And he spoke about keeping the country safe and that we cannot live in fear and make decisions in fear. And a lot of people gave him a little criticism, saying that he gave a little too much voice to Trump in his speech, even though he didn't really say Trump. Mm-hmm. He was sort of talking about the fear that people are like f- falling into and submitting to. And that's why... The rise of Trump exists, and he sort of spoke to that a lot. So, we're voting, guys, in 2010 months. Yeah, y'all, and it's scary. I mean, (laughs) I'm still in a place of like, if Trump wins, like, oh, what? I mean, well, Canada, I'll be streaming live from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I I just. If Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger won, I can't even imagine what can happen in the presidential. And I remember when he was running, I was like, "There ain't no way Arnold Schwarzenegger." That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Terminator, like Terminator." I'm kind of feeling like Bernie is going to shoot the polls. Bernie is gaining traction because Iowa's coming up. Basically, he and Hillary are tied right now, and he she's currently falling. And he's rising, so he could very well beat her in Iowa right now. And that's in what just scares me with Hillary is, or. We don't even want to. I'm not even going to call it one candidate. What scares me about is whoever goes in next. Like how the half. Oh, you said more than half of the country feels that we are moving in the right direction. Moving in the right direction. Yeah. That's great that we're all there right now. But <laughs> coming up, I'm scared where we're going to. What direction we're even going into at the, at this point? Well, um, I would hope that. I mean, I'm, I'm not the political person because it gets really. But you're deep. about to have a baby, so you're like I know. Building so the I have future. to build it exactly. I have a, a little baby that's going to be going through oh. all these life changes and stuff that's going on. And by Hillary, I just know that she has a good backbone, which is Bill Clinton, because he kind of had it going on when he was in office. <laughs> I just hope that he can bring some type of, you know. But I don't like that we're de- everyone keeps talking about Hillary and then they keep hauling in the Bill Clinton. Well, his, no. I mean, I get it. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes but sense. But I'm definitely like, not I want, a can- I want a candidate where I know <laughs> I can be 100% for this candidate because this candidate makes me believe, not because right. the commercials make me believe. So if you or, had to vote today... With everybody in it, because like let's say everybody got to run and it's not going to get down to the two. Who are you voting for? I don't know. You guys, it's so hard. It's hard. It was hard when I did my first vote at 2004. Mm -hmm. I was just like, really? 
Mm-hmm. And then at that age, you still don't even understand but, what's really going on. Yeah. You know, I had ever, to have my mom like, "Mom, okay, what is you know?" Yeah. But now it's like I'm old enough to be like look and view everything from my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, what blows my mind is when I was first able to vote mm-hmm. and I got the pin. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, there's more than Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's other the parties. Rainbow Party. Like, <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to be a part of? Like, you know what I mean? So it scared me. And, and I'm going to be real. I actually did." the chance that I was able to vote the first time I didn't because when I got that ballot, yeah, I was intimidated. I was like, if I just check one or the other just because I know two names, no. wh- what justice is that really doing? So I did not vote the first chance that I was able to. For that reason, I wanted to get up and study some of the um, different parties. So I think that's important. I, I wish that uh, programs and networks would really focus on educating kids on different parties mm. uh, because I feel like we always really stick to black or white yes or that and um, I don't know well I'm gonna be honest when Obama came I was like yep I voted for him that's not what I meant by black and white (laughs) y'all but yeah ooh I'm just kidding no I'm serious but when I was young you know I just went based off of what my mom went because I didn't understand politics like that but that's what most people do so I'm like mom what who and you know I'm just like I don't know what this stuff means and I don't sit there and watch the debates and get all technical so because even then it gets down. There are certain things I watch with the Republicans and I can understand certain things on their side and I'd be like, okay, I get this. And then they say some real fuckboy shit and I'm like, <laughs> but the same thing with the Democrats. So it's like, okay, am I an independent? But then you hear some independent parties and you're like, oh, nope, not there either. Yeah. So, mm. I don't know. It, do your research. The yo. struggle is mm-hmm. real. Well, do your research <laughs> and keep understanding that it does matter mm-hmm. because we keep getting further away to believing that it doesn't it which, does. which makes that become a reality because if we keep believing that it doesn't matter then it really will not so and that's not all positive because I goodness knows have no idea who I'm voting for because <laughs> in fact I voted three times two times now I don't remember um, but now I'm like just once I, I can't like I just I don't even know what to do with life because it's so not okay with everything that mm-hmm. is. Everybody got some major problems, but I guess the whole point is is that you pick someone that most aligns with what you believe in and that you hope will be able to make decent decisions because nobody's going to fit everything you believe in. Right. And believe who you believe in, not who's influencing you. Unless it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just can't. Wait, he's the platform for <laughs> Please, just say no to Ted Cruz. That's all I'm saying. Wait, because we didn't talk about this last week. Really quickly before we wrap up, did y'all see the Janice Dickinson clip? I saw it we have not because had... you posted. <sighs> Janice, Janice, Janice. What did you guys just take from that? Was she on drugs? Was she? Re- I felt like she was reading. drugs She's to me or something. Yeah, I, I, I saw the chat to I'm like, like the, you know, does she never not do drugs? I, I don't. Think Every time so. I've seen her in person, it's cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. I don't think cuckoo. so. And I think whoever did uh, what was it, Nancy Grace? Mm-hmm. Your producers and Nancy are exploitative because she was obviously not. Nancy don't care. Lucid. She's crazy. It's ratings, <laughs> and that's why they do it. But she wasn't lucid, and it's uh, whatever. I just. I just had to throw that out there because I just done having had a platform to talk about it. So. Amazing and <laughs> shocking and great entertainment, but at the expense of oh. a woman who's obviously troubled deeply, deeply. <sighs> well, for those I of you guys, breathe. <laughs> well, I'm having hot flashes, so uh... it's very hot in here, and we. Like... <laughs> 
let's get her out, y'all. We're going to get her out of here so she can get some most snacks and a hot AC in her face because it is warm. We thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Like. Don't forget to go to our buzzometer question. Buzzer meter. Buzzometer. It just sounded weird. Buzzometer question and let us know who you are on the side of are you team fair or are you team Nicki Minaj mm. I already told you I'm team Nicki Minaj I don't know who they are cause they kind of just was like Nicki. well no fair I'm clearly team Nikki cause team fair Nikki? is fucking are you team cuckoo. fair Jesse no I'm team Nikki okay so we're we're unanimous here we're team Nikki let us know how you never get your child at you on blackhollywoodlive.com voted out um where can they find y'all during they the can, week oh, during the or week or over the weekend over the weekend whenever what's your Bye. number all day girl all day <laughs> what's your name where are you Gonna be. You can find me on Twitter at I am Camila P and Instagram at the real Camila P. Hey, hey, she um, got it right that time. I got it right. She got it all. She was struggling. Because no, you know, <laughs> the baby's taking she the energy. struggles. Oh, that's right. Pregnancy brain. <laughs> yeah, pregnancy there brain. I have an excuse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right, Jesse, where they gonna find you? Hit me up everywhere at DJ Jesse J. All right, and you guys can find me. At Stuart Starlet, and I just forgot it as I was saying it. <laughs> I was going to say, pregnancy break. <laughs> it came up. Don't you call that on Sorry, me, Jesse. Jesse. No, Jesse. Anyway. Give energy back in the name of Jesus. At Stuart Starlet, follow us at VHL Online, and we love you. We thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful and fantastic weekend, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.